0: Welcome to the Thrive Girl Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly Santos, and I'm here to talk all things business, money, motivation, and manifestation. My goal in this podcast is to help turn your vision board into your reality and live a life of freedom. I'll interview some of the most amazing women in business who will give you all the tips and advice you need to live your most abundant life. We were not put on this earth to survive. We are here to thrive. So, without further ado, let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Thrive Girl Lifestyle Podcast. I hope you guys are doing well and having a great day so far. We are in the last week of February already. I cannot believe it. And we are also in leap year. So we have that February 29th this year. So that's super exciting for anybody who was maybe born a leap day baby. So celebrate your birthday like crazy this year, because why not? That must be so insane to be born on February 29th. And like your actual birthday date only comes once every four years. And I just want to know, I have a question for you leap day babies. When do you celebrate? Do you celebrate on the 28th? Do you celebrate on March 1st? So, if you're a leap day born baby, let me know because I'm curious. So, today, guys, we are going to talk about money, honey. Now, I love the topic of money, I just think it's so fascinating. Over the past couple of years, I've just done so much reading and research and listen to different podcasts on the topic of money because being financially smart being financially wealthy is just something that I wanted to learn more about. Once I finished school, my goals were like, okay, now I have extra time to focus on learning new stuff. And that was at the top of my list was, okay, how can I make sure that I'm doing the right things for my future? So I just started reading a lot. And there's so much material out there, guys. There's so many good books. There's so many good podcasts. Some of the ones off the top of my head right now, one of the books I read first was Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which that's a number one kind of self-development finance book that I'm sure so many of you guys have read. And I just think it is such a great story. So I'm not going to dive too deep into that book because again, I feel like a lot of people know a lot about it. If you don't look it up, Google it, I recommend reading it. I actually think I did the audio version of that. Yeah, I did the audio version of that because during COVID, I was walking, listening to that book all the time. So it's interesting. And the audio version is actually kind of cool because this is a story, this Young man is talking about how his father is teaching him, and then compared to how his friend's father is teaching him in regards to money. The audiobook is actually kind of cool, so I would recommend that for sure. And then, you know, there's good old Dave Ramsey. You know, I have heard that name, Dave Ramsey, for just like years. He's been around a lot. He uh, You know, has written books. He has his own podcast. He has live call-ins, basically. I think where people call in and say, "This is my financial problem. What should I do?" And I just would listen to that in the car a lot. I just think it's so interesting. I think he's a really smart man. You know, do I agree with all of his tactics? I don't think so. Do I agree with a lot of his tactics? Absolutely. The man is smart. The man has lived it, done it. He was broke, rich, broke, rich again. So he's doing something right, guys. So I read one of. Of his books and listen to his podcasts. And yeah, good information. I like in his book, there's a lot of testimonials. So it'll be the person telling their story of where they were or what they did to get to the point they wanted to be. And at the end of the day, guys, knowledge is power. So the more we know the better. If you don't know what to do with things like money, and you know, this is something I feel like my parents, especially my dad always talked to me a lot about. He always talked about the importance of having a 401k, having benefits, having a savings. So they always talked to me about stuff like that. And my parents talked about the importance of credit and having all those things in line, which those are all important things. But what we want to know is like, how do we bump that up even more? So let's talk money, honey. I'm going to keep doing that sound effect. I just think it's so funny. All right. So the first step in becoming financially savvy is being comfortable enough to think and talk about money. Money is sometimes this taboo thing where like maybe it makes you uncomfortable. Maybe you came from an upbringing where money was tight or maybe you came from the opposite where you came from an upbringing where money was all over and you didn't think that it was something you had to really think about. So everybody comes from all different ends of the spectrum here. But what's important is that you are able to talk about it yourself. I compare it to like your weight. You know, there's some people that just weigh themselves every single day or there's some people that maybe weigh themselves one time a year at their annual physical and then they say all year that that's how much they weigh. But in reality, it's probably not. So awareness is number one. So you have to become aware. You have to become comfortable with talking about money, looking at your finances, looking what's coming in, what's going out. Because if you don't know what's going on, you don't know what's going on. So that's step one, is feeling in control of your money. That is number one. Number two is expanding your belief on money. So some people may think they are never going to make a certain amount of money in their life for whatever reason that is. For some reason, we all put this thing on six figures. You know, I know like in college, everybody talks about that. Like it's like, oh yeah, once i graduate and you know start working and you know making six figures like blah 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 like everybody puts so much pressure on making their first six figures and at the end of the day why <laughs> i mean why is there so much pressure on that like what do you think that that six figures is so unattainable because it's not so that's problem number 1 get it out of your head that you're not allowed to or you're not supposed to make so much money or that it's going to be so hard to make so much money because that's already a roadblock you're creating for yourself. I'm going to tell you that you are capable of making six million dollars. Forget six figures. So get that out of your head that six figures is just this unattainable goal. And then it also creates this like ceiling effect for you. It makes you think when you're so focused on like, oh, I just want to get to that six figure mark, you're making that your money ceiling. So basically you're saying, oh, once I get there, I'll be happy. So maybe if you make $100,000, dollars and 50 cents. That is it. You have made it to the end of the tunnel and that's where you want to end up. No, like that should just be your starting point in my opinion. Yes, I understand in some careers it's easier to make that faster or maybe, you know, you've already done it and you're going to know what I'm saying here now. But the first step to getting to that six figures is removing the thought of it being this huge unattainable thing. You have to get that out of your head now. I'm telling you, it might be hard for you to think, oh gosh, how am I going to pretend like making six figures is just so easy? Maybe if you haven't made that yet. And first part is to believing. We're going to have to clear some mental blocks when it comes to money. So let's talk about the lie maybe people tell themselves where maybe they say, oh, I will never make X amount of money because of whatever reason. Think about this, guys. What was your first job? Okay, my first job was working in my grandma's hair salon as an assistant to the stylist. That was my quote-unquote first job. Think about your first job. Now think about what you made at that first job and think about what you make now. I can probably guess that many of you guys listening have already made eight to 12 times more than you did at your first job. So that's proof to yourself that you've already made such a leap in income. So why couldn't you make another eight to 12 times what you make now? Why not? You've already done it once. You would think things are easier the second time around, right? You know, am I saying it's gonna be super easy? I'm not saying that. But I'm also gonna say, I don't think it has to be super hard. Sometimes there's a negative connotation to talking about money. People can take this two ways. If someone's talking about money or giving them maybe what they think is financial advice, and side note, take financial advice only from people who are in situations that you wanna be in. That is what I have personally learned. You know, again, I've had the pleasure of. Having some patients who are just really super smart, successful people who have achieved huge things and they're so willing to just talk and share. And I've met a lot of different friends and things like that. So take advice, you know, listen to what they have to say. That's a tip there. But sometimes people, maybe if they're not where they want to be financially, they'll go to this like frame of mind, like, you know what? Life isn't all about money. Which it's not. We all know that. You know, I always say number one, health is wealth because without your health, nothing else matters. You could have billions of dollars in the bank, and if you get sick and there's nothing that can be done about it, none of that money matters. So, health is wealth, number one. Okay. However, money is important and it is okay to talk about money, and it doesn't have to be a negative thing, and it could be a positive learning. Experience when you talk about money with your peers or with your friends or whoever you want to talk about it with and your kids. I think it's important that we talk about money with our kids as well. But sometimes people just maybe they get overwhelmed or they're unhappy with their situation and they say, like, you know what? Money isn't everything. I just want to make memories and have great experiences with my friends and family. And listen, guys, I agree 100%. I want to make great memories too. But my question is, who said money and memories was an either or situation? Why do you have to choose between one or the other? I'm pretty sure you can have both. So don't think that money is this like negative, greedy, evil kind of thing. And if you say that you want to make more money, that that is shining some type of a negative light on you and maybe making you look like you're not focusing on what's important in life because in my opinion i think that you are you know why because if anything more money equals more memories more travels more experiences more time more freedom money just equals freedom sometimes you know if you are at a point in your life where you're making more money and maybe you are working less and you're able to pick up your kids from school or you're able to travel more with your kids or you're able to treat your family on a surprise vacation, whatever the case may be, what about those memories? So if you have ever heard the sayings like money is the root of all evil, or more money equals more problems, or you're either born with money or you're not born with money, I want you to delete all of those thoughts out of your mind because those do not matter. Those do not serve us. You can feel how you want to feel maybe, but my opinion is if you are the type of person that your goal is to make more money in order to have more experiences with your family or to provide your family with more, then you need to clear those negative thoughts about money out of your mind because it all goes back to that subconscious mind that I keep bringing up because seriously, guys, it is so... Important. And if you have those little negative thoughts about money programmed in the back of your little subconscious mind, there, your subconscious mind's going to think, oh, they don't care about money. Money's evil. Let's run away from money. And then that incorporates energy and everything else. So get those out of your mind because money is not evil. Money is going to allow you to have more of the things that you want to have and spend more time with the people that you want to spend it with. Okay. So this brings me to a book, because you guys know I love books. And this book is called You Are a Badass at Making Money by Jen Cicero. So this is the green cover. So she has a few books. Her first one I read like five years ago was called You Are a Badass, and that was a yellow cover. It looks very similar to this one. This one has a green cover, obviously, because the topic of this book is money. (laughs) So I picked up this book recently and read through it. It, It's a really, really great read. So I'm going to talk about a couple things that really just stood out to me in this book. Number one I want to talk about is in this chapter, she talks about Jim Carrey, the actor who many of you probably know him from Dumb and Dumber, Liar, Liar, just a really funny, cool actor who's pretty famous. Uh, He was like on the Oprah Winfrey show and she talks about how he used Manifestation to manifest making $10 million and becoming a successful actor. So he did a lot of the practices that sounds like are in the secret, where he wrote a check out to himself for $10 million and dated it three years in the future. So basically, he made this declaration to himself that said, I'm going to make $10 million in three years from an acting service and I'm going to become this famous actor. And he put it out there. He wrote it down. He looked at it every day. He thought about it. He put all that energy into it in addition to taking co-aligned action. And he tells Oprah that just before the date he'd written on the check, he landed his role for the movie Dumb and Dumber and got paid $10 million for acting services rendered. Basically, if it's in your mind, it will soon be in your wallet. Okay, that's what we have to say. So love that part of the book. Let me flip through over here where my little marks are. Oh, this is something really, really interesting from the book. And I relate to this. So as a physical therapist in grad school, I took a course on amputees. So this course was how you would treat any type of an amputee, um, maybe it could have been a veteran, anybody who maybe lost a limb, unfortunately. And there's a whole course on this because there's a lot that goes into treating someone who is either a new amputee or maybe has been an amputee for several years already. um, And they're getting maybe a new prosthetic. There's just so much that goes into that process. So there's so much to learn. You know, you have to worry about things like skin breakdown and there's so much into that. So I really related to this part of the book because she's basically talking about in this chapter, the power of your mind and your beliefs. And she's saying basically what we just kind of touched on, if you believe money is evil and are difficult to make, then that will be your reality. And this has a lot to do with the mind. And she talks about all your mind can play these tricks on you. Maybe you've been to those like Halloween touchy things where you go up and you're blindfolded and you shove your hand in this box and you can't see what's in it and you feel like cold spaghetti but then someone tells you it's dead worms And then you really, in your mind, believe that it's dead worms, that's because that is your mind. That's how powerful your mind is. Then she talks about this neuroscientist who uses the power of belief to help amputees in excruciating pain find some relief. Because if anybody doesn't know, if someone has lost a limb, usually oftentimes what happens is they have something what is called phantom limb pain or phantom pain. Um, And this is a very real situation. I've seen patients with this. So basically, let's use an example. Say maybe you lost your leg, okay, at the knee level. Let's say below the knee amputee. And these patients will feel truly sharp painful sensations in that part of their body that no longer exists. Because the limb is no longer there, there's no way for patients to get relief on that So think about how terrible that must feel. Let's think about an itch. You ever have like a really crazy, crazy itch and you just have to itch it? Imagine if you couldn't itch it and you just kept feeling that crazy itch. Now that, but in pain. And this is true people, this is a real thing. I have seen real people unfortunately suffering with this and you can look it up and unfortunately, I don't know the percentage, but a lot of amputees will have this. But this neuroscientist uses mirrors to reflect the image of the patient's existing limb Where the missing limb used to be. So that mirror will make it appear like the missing limb is no longer missing. So, for example, she talks about if they're missing an arm, they move their existing arm and then unclench their hand and then relieve the tension however they can. And what this is doing is tricking the mind into believing that this is happening to the missing arm and the pain disappears by making their mind believe that the non existent exists, basically. And that is changing their physical reality. So She says, quote unquote, your external world is a mirror of your internal world, end quote. So that is so powerful and something that really I can relate to being a physical therapist and seeing people with this. And I do remember in grad school, us learning theories with a mirror. So I do remember learning this type of a theory, which is crazy because all these years later, I'm reading it in a book about money. So full circle moment there. So basically, if you believe that you are messing up your financial life, you can also make yourself unbelieve that too. So that is my important takeaway from that chapter. And I found that super, super relatable. She also talks a lot about the subconscious mind, which we all know how I feel about the subconscious mind. And then this other quote from her book, which I really, really like, is it says, quote, the walls of your comfort zone are lovingly decorated with your lifelong collection of favorite excuses, end quote. That is a powerful statement there. So we're not going to go more into that book, but I recommend that book if you have read it. If you haven't read it, read it. Um, I just think it's super, super good. And her story is really interesting, too. What I want you guys to take away from this episode is basically... You are capable of making whatever amount of money you want to make, clear the negative beliefs you have about money today, and then don't create this money cap or money ceiling for yourself. Why limit yourself? Because the limit does not exist. We talked about that a lot too. And at the end of the day, fill your mind with positive thoughts about money because your thoughts will inspire your emotions. Your emotions will inspire action, and then action will form your reality. That is the power of one simple thought. Okay, guys, that is what I wanted to talk about today. I am going to have someone on the show who is a financial expert, and I want them to kind of go over different tips that they have that you can improve your financial thermostat and set yourself up to receive more abundance in the future. So that person will be coming soon. I'll keep you posted on that, but I hope everyone walks away from this episode feeling good about money, feeling positive about money, feeling excited for all the money that's about to fly their way. And remember, you are a badass at making money. And that is all for today. Have the best week and February with a bang. I hope everyone has something great happen. Enjoy Leap Day and let's get ready to welcome March and spring and the time moving forward again so we have longer days. There's just so much to be excited about and I am ready to receive it all. So I hope you guys have the best day and I will catch you on the next episode. All right, bye. (音楽) Music